Hey, this is uh, musicians getting together and having coffee and talking about stuff. And this is my brother Al, Al Morse, ladies and gentlemen. We and got my coffee. We got our coffee. Yeah, this this guy thing. made me like a special like podcast mug, man. That's really cool. I probably I say that every time, but right, right. It's like, still, it's a thing. That's cool, right? Yeah, yeah. So we were talking about names because Al's Al's name here is Cash Dungeon, and we, I always really liked those names. Like I used to think of them as like soap opera names, like Rafe Watkins or uh, what are some of the really good, really good ones? Bulge, Bulge Hackman. That was good. <laughs> Hi, Bulge. I'm Bulge Hackman. <laughs> you know, like sometimes you'll hear a name like that and you'll think. Oh, that's got to be made up like Wolf Blitzer, <laughs> right? That's totally yeah, like one of those names. That's yeah. actually the dude's name. I looked it up because I thought, oh, he's got to have made that up to sound like hot. Oh, what was uh, what was uh, Kurt Russell's name in that Escape from L.A. movie? That was a good one. Snake, Snake Pliskin. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Snake Pliskin. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that without gritting your teeth right <laughs> i love that stuff man dude we watched we watched billy jack the other day we watched some of billy not the whole thing but most i've been of it. thinking about billy jack every time i wear a black t-shirt which is almost every day <laughs> i think about billy jack right isn't he always in a black t-shirt yeah in the hat the hat with the yeah yeah beaded uh thing around it he's yeah. very spiritual while he beats people up yeah and he never he never unclenches his jaw like right. <laughs> right. Like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm gonna beat you up. Hey, for those who aren't familiar, Billy Jack was a really popular movie in the early seventies, I think, in yeah, at yeah. least in California. I mean all oh, my it's huge everywhere, yeah. All my friends deal. were into it, but I don't think Europeans know about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It would or anybody like under the age of like fifty or something. <laughs> yeah, probably well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's, it's just, it's terrible. I mean, of course, it's just unwatchable, really. Yeah, I'd like to watch it again. I, 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 right. <laughs> it was horrible. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> oh, no. I, I saw that in the theater, like, time and time again. I loved it when I was 12 or whatever. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It was the coolest back then. All my favorite shows at that time were about, like, really spiritual guys who just, like, beat the tar out of people. <laughs> I know. I mean, the whole, like, whole concept of like Kung Fu, the TV show. Kung Fu, perfect example. Every week, right. he was really peaceful, but every week he was somehow had to beat the crap out of somebody. Well, then you just wait around while he's like, you know, learning all that Tibetan stuff and like, you know, just get to him beating people up. <laughs> That's the part we like. I know. So I was thinking about it because I'm like, I don't know. I've I've almost never been in a situation where I had to beat somebody up. <laughs> and yet these peaceful guys just find it every week. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've never beaten anybody up. There was there was times when I thought maybe I should have thrown a punch, but you know, I never have in my whole life. Wow. Uh, yeah. Have well, you? I mean, except for your brother. Right. <laughs> well, except for you. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well did and we did we ever punch each other actually like uh like not like serious much uh, there was uh, not much but uh, you know it got pretty heated at times yeah we got really heated sure when the, the play the play fighting got a little out of control <laughs> yeah <laughs> well anyway we got that going for us hey good time hey good time. so your studio's looking cool dude uh, yeah, it's well, it's uh, it's Those kind are... of a mess right now because uh, because I'm lazy because well, you but, exist uh, because yeah because uh, well I had to move a lot of stuff out of the garage because I put my my business in there now so oh oh that's cool most of the business in the garage so I took all the music stuff that was in the garage and now it's all just sitting around in here okay so uh, for those that don't know. Uh, Al my, is my brother, older. I'm the youngest. And um, we started Spock's Beard together. And uh, 
Yeah, that's uh, you know not everybody's going to know everything, right? Yeah, you know, that, was, that was a lot of years ago. I was talking to Thomas Bobber recently, and he's like, "Do you realize it's been like what twenty one, twenty? I don't twenty years or something since you were in Spock's beard." And I was like, "Wow, has it been that long? That's crazy." Yeah, yeah. So, what about Attack from Mars, man? Al, Al Al collects all kinds of really cool stuff, as you can see if you're watching on YouTube. You can see his studio and those weird head things what are those head things behind your head oh they're uh, reproductions of some st- some uh something that was in like a cathedral in england or something really yeah they sort of represent there's just like a farmer and a businessman and a king and a they're different sort of archetypes of you know people men you know cool cool so yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I thought maybe it was going to be weirder than that, knowing you. <laughs> well, yeah, it could get weirder, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Al has the the best, the very best pinball machine that ever existed. It's called Attack from Mars. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, and he's Al's also an electro has a degree a degree in uh, electronic engineering, and so he can fix such a thing. Which, <laughs> well yeah most of the time which is uh well that would be see i mean there would be no point in me getting something like that because it would you know it breaks all the time right because it's old yeah uh, not that much but yeah it breaks more than you'd like yeah right so, you know me- mechanical parts and stuff that kind of wear off you know yeah as soon as it broke i'd just be like oh oh whatever i yeah. have to call that guy oh yeah a year goes by you know, right. That yeah. expensive guy. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's, not, a, it's the greatest machine ever. It's like, uh, atta- the, the earth's under attack from Martians. And so every country is like a total stereotype. Like they attack Italy. And what do they say? What does it say? Mamma mia. You know, it's like totally stereotype stuff, but, uh, it's great it's, again, it's it's i mean it's tongue-in-cheek you know they 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 know that it's being they're doing that and the but london anyway. the london one the english one is what is it oh, I don't, I don't a, they've attacked the tower of london didn't they or isn't it or <laughs> it's like isn't it or something oh right yeah they have an in it in there yeah yeah it's pretty it's pretty fun yeah yeah oh and when and if and if you're if you're the the germans and you beat up the you went beat the martians then it says germany is victorious yeah yeah it's, it's, <laughs> and it's got yeah, it's actually got all these little like little uh toy martians on it and when you like get in a certain thing, they all go. <laughs> they all start to attack, which means they just kind of go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family heirloom, dude. You can't ever sell that thing. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good one. Yeah, it's pretty classic. So what's going on, man? Uh, not much, except. Uh, well, after this, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to drive out to Death Valley and go do some bike rides out there. In Death Valley? Yeah, which wow. is awesome. Because it's like not, it's perfect right now. The weather's perfect. It's uh, not hot. Not hot you know? out there, yeah. And, and it's not, you know, it's like in the 70s during the day, 60s and 70s. And so. Yeah, Al lives in California in the LA area. Yeah. And, um, do you remember? So our dad was a, was a teacher, and so he got all the same time off that we got off, and and he had crazy ideas about where it would be a fun place to camp. Do you remember when we went camping in Death Valley, like, oh yeah, in the summertime? <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. It was absolute hell. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah, we went. What was it? Not not Mono Lake. Well, we did Mono Lake one time, but. Um, uh, we also, uh, what's the one Lake Mead? We I remember being at Lake Mead and it was 110 plus and yeah. no shade. And yeah, it was kind of insane. And mom, we got like one of those little tiny little sort of little blow up pools that would hit for a baby or something. Right. And all three of us, all three boys would be like trying to get 
cooled off and then they're just pouring water on ourselves trying to not die yeah (laughs) it's funny there are things we remember you know what i remember about that it got so hot that he drove us up the we not he we all went uh family of six we all went up to lake isabella do you remember that that was the Uh, second half of that same trip i mean i got i must have been like six years old or something and i remember that neil diamond's uh brother love hey brother loves traveling salvation show it was all over the radio at that time and what i remember about yeah (laughs) pack up your babies and grab your ladies and everyone knows yeah yeah brothers Anyway, I, that's, I remember that song, like music. Yeah. music. Like I, I remember the music that was playing when we were in certain places, you know? Yeah, for sure. I remember the first time I heard, like, Green's Clearwater. You know, Green River came on somewhere. Yes. And we were, like, in Oregon or something. And I was like, whoa, what's this stuff, you know? And- My memory of that is that we were at Annie Leela and Uncle Dick's and Toby uh-huh. put it on or something. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think they brought over the Credence record. That's that's what I remember. I remember just hearing that song on the radio someplace up in Oregon, and we were all, like, hippied out and everything, and just go, yeah, right on, you know? Did you know that song was written? I mean, Green River is the name of a soda. It's like a lemon-lime soda that they have somewhere. No. I read this the other day, and it's supposedly, like, Fogarty was, you know, like that kind of soda, and went, hey, I can write a song with that, you know? Here we are. Here we are. (laughs) <laughs> his voice man what what about i love those records because yeah, his voice it, it's so killer and it's so loud and in your face in the mix yeah you know, it's just it's, like, bam right yeah <laughs> i mean it's like the the band's just sort of you know doing they're like born on the body right there's one chord and then when i who's this guy (laughs) why is he so upset (laughs) won't somebody help that poor man (laughs) oh i love the way he digs into the syllables too man stood up on my daddy's knee you know he's like (laughs) yeah totally totally jerry Ghidros told me a funny story he said uh he was at a festival not so long ago mixing another band and Fogarty was headlining the festival and he saw him backstage and was just like, he could like, you know, he's really old. So he could like, it seemed like, won't won't somebody help that poor man? Like he could, like he was having trouble getting up to the stage and they kind of helped him and kind of put him in place. And Jerry's like, Oh, this is so sad. Oh my God. And they put a guitar on him and it was like, you know, <laughs> on down the highway, right? He just started. He said he just started singing, and the, and it was. It sounded just like the old like magic, yeah. and everybody just went nuts. You know, yeah. Well, that's like that thing I, I sent you a clip of Tom Jones. Yeah, and he's just like, what? Uh, uh, <laughs> and he's just sitting in a chair, just like, <laughs> and it's that's that sound, man. Yeah. Comes never, out of his face. It's crazy. We used to make fun of Tom Jones back when he had his TV show. Oh, totally. He was total cheese. Yeah. But, but I mean, his voice is insane and it always was. I mean, I know you ever hear, heard, like, I think his first hit was Chills and Fever. Oh, really? And he, it's, you should listen to it. It's the stuff that he does with his voice on that song is unbelievable. Yeah, he's and great. The and stuff is just nuts. And, you know, he's in his prime, of course. He's like probably you know 20 or something you know I'm just right like, just howling it's really cool it's great when you hear old guys you see old guys that still, that still, do it. still yeah. really have it and you're just like oh that's yeah. really cool and of course it's the exact opposite when it's the opposite yeah it's so rough when they're when they don't have it anymore yeah yeah and you're just like oh man i wish i wish they would have just maybe retired so we could remember them as they were <laughs> Yeah, as when they were actually could do it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Maybe people are thinking about that—that that about us. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I saw Tony Bennett a few years ago, and he was, you know, Tony Benneting. Yeah, all over the place. I mean, he would—he's funny. He just goes like he sings like one verse and a chorus, and then maybe like a, a little a solo, and then chorus out. 
he doesn't sing you know he's just like get in get out all the hits bam right you know but it's, it's awesome so you know you know but he doesn't he just does these like little short versions of every song right yeah the loveliness of paris yay yeah totally mm-hmm. yeah we maybe we should try to do that with prog stuff we'll just hit like yeah. just just each little fiddly bit you know okay well let's go on right until you get to the applause uh moment and then just right yeah just stitch together all the applause moments no the prog fans are purists yeah that's for sure they want to hear the whole thing they want to hear the extended whole thing yeah right if there's more that can be heard they want it it's crazy so we just made this transatlantic album and basically like we couldn't decide on things. And so we decided, oh, okay, well, well, Mike decided, let's just have a bunch of different versions and we'll release it all at the same time. It's insane. You know, it's uh, like, like... That's pretty insane. It is. It, it, it's crazy because it's just so much stuff to to take in. And yeah. I, can't, I can't even take it all in. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, it, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> so I've got a list, Al. Yeah, I made a list, man. Okay, of, like just stuff I and we could talk about things forever. Like we grew up together and everything. And uh, there's a lot of things. I just made a list of yeah. things. Uh, okay, people, because people aren't going to know like how insane you are. Okay. <laughs> I want to make sure they know. <laughs> like in a good way like a funny the, all the oh, funny like, oh, the okay, funny good. stuff like right uh, right he al like to sneak off and do like plan like funny things i don't know like almost like things from a cartoon or something like okay so we're playing risk at the house that we're building in oregon and i'm getting mad i'm getting so mad i don't must be 11 maybe you're 13 something like that yeah. And I keep I keep getting mad because it's a it's a game in which you roll dice and to win and I keep going like if I rolled a, a three and a two the other guy would roll a four and a three just enough to beat me you know and so I started right. I started screaming about perfect numbers he's got right. perfect numbers he's getting every perfect time. numbers every time well right. had, the house had these open rafters up above so Al just sort of leaves the game <laughs> and what did you do you remember what you did? Uh, well, when I tried to just string around a dice or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, like we're playing, I'm getting super mad. All of a sudden, this this dice gets, gets lowered right in the middle of the game. Like, it's just so bizarre. I'm just like, what? Like you wouldn't notice, right? Right. He's, he's just lowering this. <laughs> and the, another thing like that was uh, we played. We used to play ping pong. Now, I'm, now we're older. I'm maybe 19, you're 21 or something like that. At the Aldea house, we had that ping pong table that was sort of near the pool. Yeah, yeah. And the balls would go in the pool all the time. And it was a pain in the neck because you had to go... Every time I was like, ah, you got to go fit, you know, get the skimmer and fish the ball out of the pool. And anyway, so I was playing gym, I think, and you left and went to the other side of the house, climbed up on the roof, <laughs> fully dressed. <laughs> I think you put on a suit or something. <laughs> anyway, he waited for us to hit the ping pong ball into the water and then this guy <laughs> says, I'll get it, and jumps off the roof in a suit into the pool. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> Who does that? I don't who know. Who does that? <laughs> Uncle Al. Yeah. Anyway, that was those are things that I remember that were like really hilarious. Yeah. That was some good times. Playing games and stuff. I remember there was one time where I was we were playing Monopoly and I was just just for the heck of it. I just was decided I was just going to cheat like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, that. Well, how is it you? How are you still playing? And you, you you don't have any properties. I'm like I'm cheating. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you kept. Ah. Yeah, we went. Ha 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 ha. 
<laughs> and finally, like, no, really, how are you doing? I'm, I told you, I'm cheating. <laughs> and wasn't it our friend Jim finally went, he was totally crushed. He was like, he was destroyed. You, you cheated? <laughs> like, like the world had come to an end. Yeah, every time I went into the, 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 you know, if I had to put some money in the thing, I would just take a 500 back, you know, just because. <laughs> right. right. Uh, hey, uh, hey, I want to talk about dad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So our dad was a choir director and music and math teacher, taught us uh, to sing harmonies when we were really young, uh, sang a lot of madrigals and all that stuff. And that's why when we heard Gentle Giant, we went crazy, right? Cause, yeah, because well, that's like sort of a melding of rock and, and all this stuff that we grew up with. Yeah. And and they were awesome, of course. And you, and I'm so lame that I didn't go see a bunch of these gigs that oh, I could yeah. have gone to. You saw Gentle Giant at the Whiskey A Go-Go, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I was just sitting on the stairs or right on the railing there, and just like my jaw was on the floor. I'm like, Okay, forget it. <laughs> right. I mean, you can't do any more than that. <laughs> you know, that's that it was so amazing. Yeah. It was a pretty amazing gig. I remember you coming home after it and going, dude, yeah. you gotta go see these guys. It's crazy. It's crazy. They all they all play recorders, <laughs> they all play percussion, they all sing, they all you know, yeah. I remember. Yeah, it was and they were insane, yeah. They, of course, I didn't. I didn't go to see a lot of stuff. I think didn't you go see? Um, did you did you go see Rocky Horror on uh, when it was playing in Hollywood? Four times. Yeah, I never went. Really, I mean, you I never, never went. went? Yeah, I never went. Yeah, yeah. The original Rocky Horror show at the at the Roxy. It was like it wasn't it there for like a year or something. It was there for a long time before yeah. it became a movie. Tim yeah. Curry was doing the the show, and Meatloaf was the professor. Yeah. Hey, yeah, there were quite a few people that went on to be pretty big stars from that little that play. You know. I saw Meatloaf in an old. I've been watching these old episodes of um, The Outer Limits. Oh, really? And this one had Meatloaf in it. You're kidding? And he was he was actually pretty good. No, wow. I mean, he was he was his, his acting was you know he was pretty good. You know, he's played the Southern general that traveled through time or something like that. You know, those kind of deals. Oh, but, wow. But, uh, you know, it was pretty solid. You so know, it must have been a newer know, one. The, must have been a newer one then. Well, it's not the original black and white ones. It's the, the second ones, that the color ones that came out. Yeah, there was like three different or four different versions of that show. And, right. When the yearning to gain ascendancy takes the form of a soulless, loveless struggle. The conflict can only end in a lovely defeat. <laughs> For without love, men can never be. Wait, men can only it, be drones, and, and drones, drones can never be men. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The stuff that they say at the end of those things always—I have to go back and go. What did that guy just say? What? <laughs> we watched that Outer Limits so many times that we both memorized it. Yeah, memorize this. Yeah, that one. We watched that one a bunch. Yeah, that's crazy. That's one of the original black and white ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, yeah. where were we? Uh, oh, I, one thing about meatloaf that I think is funny. Uh, my daughter Jada uh, met him, and yeah. she came. Hey, I met this guy. I think he's pretty famous. Uh, meatball or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the start of Spock's beard was really kind of interesting. I did something called the Landmark Forum, and I did the advanced course, and they promise a breakthrough in, in creativity, and I certainly had that. I, I wrote uh, The Light and Go the Way You Go, and some of the water anyway, right out of that course, and then I started to do some demos of that stuff, and I remember asking, coming over to your house in Silmar and asking you to play guitar on it, with my Porta, yeah, uh, all on Porta Studio. Right, right. <laughs> With In the living room. Drum machine drums. Yeah, yeah. Super cheesy drums, right? Yeah, back in those days. Alesis HR-16 drums. Yeah. You can and, get a lot, yeah. And you didn't really, you didn't really, what I remember is you didn't really say anything. You just kind of did your thing. You made all, all those killer noises and stuff. A lot of the stuff 
that uh, that's on the actual record was, was from, from the demo because we were getting yeah. that weird radio interference and yeah it's some just really some cool things that just happened yeah, the, yeah. Ah, call me kavanaugh and all Very that cool. i in fact the vocal is from the porta studio yeah <laughs> i the whole vocal no just the distorted stuff yeah right the catfish man stuff yeah. i could never get it to sound the same so i just Sat there yeah, with the Porta yeah. Studio and the ADATs and pushed play till they lined up line by line. The same thing with a bunch of your guitars. <laughs> yeah, good old days. Yeah, that's hilarious, right? <laughs> so uh, then uh, you didn't really say anything and you left. And I think you you were in Mammoth, California. You were at a, you went skiing or something, and you called me. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I was like, dude, we got to do this. This is awesome. Let's, I don't care if any, nobody's going to like it. <laughs> right. Let's do this. This is cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was really what started it because I was, I was excited about music, but I was still really what you might call no possibility about bands and the music business and all that. Well, yeah, I mean, we've been through so much uh, lack of success. <laughs> oh, we could we do a whole podcast about all our old bands. Yeah, right. There's like hundreds, yeah. Oh, let's some just... Some of them might be kind of good, though, right? I right, mean, some of them were, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we got to take a little detour into one of our bands, which was called New Dynasty. Oh, my gosh. Wow, man. <laughs> Come on, man. When you're trying, when you're a young man trying to make it in music in L.A., right? You you meet some of the weirdest people, right? Some really weird managers, right? And, yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Well, this manager called himself Colonel Harper. He was a French guy, wore a beret, smoked a cigar, and he was starting a new band. We do like the Kiss, only more the Mind. So we wanted to start this this Kiss band, right? Only with big yeah, guitars, right? Yeah, with the makeup. Right. And uh, so me and Al joined up. Yeah. 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 For, There's, there were pictures of us with our faces painted different colors and stuff somewhere. Yeah. They, yeah, they did I us up in that. the makeup and took professional photos and they, all the slides were in that thing and nobody was in the room. And I almost took one of uh, each of us just to have, but I thought, Oh, that'd be lame. I wish I would have done it. Totally. Yeah. We were in kiss makeup. And we had these really cheesy, like Ziggy Stardust outfits on and stuff. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> but there were so many funny things that were happening in that thing all, all the time. I got to tell the story of the German photographer. This really happened. Yeah, right. This really yeah. happened. Yeah. So, so this guy, this German photographer guy, goes up to the French uh, manager, Colonel Harper, and says, Oh, Colonel, I have this idea. It's this great idea. For for a new band, it would be like stormtroopers with big guitars and the big swastikas, and and it'll be so great. And the and Harper stops him and says, "I am a Jew. Very small swastikas." He says, <laughs> <laughs> "You were there, right?" Yeah, that actually happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Small swastikas. <laughs> Isn't that right out of Get Smart or something? <laughs> <laughs> totally that's so buck henry right right <laughs> yeah, yeah okay so al gets excited about spock's beard and oh yeah we started doing it and stuff and so we made we finished the demos and made cassettes and called it one we called the band one for a while yeah we had a few different names but that was one of them yeah <laughs> one of them hey hey but and, Al, uh, Al was the guy who took on almost like the manager position in the beginning. Yeah, I was like the manager. <laughs> yeah. He had Such a, as a buzz. Yeah, well, you had like a briefcase full of cassettes and you were going around and sharing them and talking yeah. to people. Yeah, and I had my, you know, my daytimer book with my schedule and all my contacts. Remember, we used to carry those things around? Yeah, before phones. Yeah. yeah. One of the coolest things was that you were the driving force in finding other players to play this music. At that time, I, th I thought, oh, anybody who's good enough to play this music isn't going to want to because there's no money in it. Right, right. But we were surprised. Yeah, a lot of people that we thought, oh, that guy's a pro. I mean, like, 
Dave Maros. I mean, he plays with like real guys. I mean, he makes money. Right. You know, he's not going like, to do some dumb bad thing for free, you know? Yeah, I originally like, thought Dave would totally not want to do it. And I didn't know if he was the right guy either because all, all, what I'd heard him do mainly was all that funk stuff. Right. He was super slappy kind of, you know, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. well, we all know that. what happened with that. Dave became the dude. But one of the coolest things that, that uh, some people may have heard this story, but not everybody, I'm sure. Uh, so Al is spearheading us finding musicians, and he likes to jam. So on a Monday night, we went out to a club in L.A. Was it the Vine Street Bar and Grill? Where they used to have yeah, that I think so. Monday yeah, night down, jam night? Down by Universal City, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they would... They would have all the stuff set up for a four-piece band, and they would put all the all the musicians' names in a hat, and then pull three names out, four names out, and the right. guys would come up and and play a blues or whatever. Figure out something they could play, and yeah, just you know, play cold shot or whatever. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> they when it so <laughs> I have to tell the truth. Uh, it's p important to the story that I went out and got stoned <laughs> right before they called our names. <laughs> so I went out to the parking lot and smoked a joint. I came back in and uh, they said, uh, Morse, Morse, Di Virgilio, and somebody else. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was so out of it. I think I, when it came time for my solo, I played in the wrong key. I mean, I was, yeah, it was we like a... We both completely sucked. Oh, did I mean, you suck too? Oh, I was. Yeah, well, I don't know what happened, but we played. It, was, <laughs> right? it wasn't. It was, like a, it was like a twelve bar, and Nick's like got a beard. He's like twenty years old, and just and just killing, killing. and yeah, we're yeah. Like, <laughs> like, wow, that guy's really good. Really yeah, it's like, <laughs> so embarrassing. I, I really wanted to talk about wanting to crawl in a hole afterwards. I yeah, did. right. But you were undaunted, and you gave afterwards. You gave Nick a cassette. Yeah, somehow I just uh, yeah just barged ahead and just uh, even though I knew it was hopeless, <laughs> totally, <laughs> it was totally hopeless. Well, and my my listening, my mind frame or frame of mind, state of mind, however you say it, um, at that time was. Oh, and also, not only are LA, LA musicians not going to actually want to do something, even if they say they're going to, they're the flakiest humans in the world. Well, and they're, yeah. And they're not actually going to show up and do it. Right. <laughs> so, you know, we sat down. I remember Nick sitting at, sitting down at our little, you know, little bar table, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm really into Phil Collins, and I love, I love, progressive, I love progressive stuff. Now, this is at a time when progressive is dead. Completely dead, yeah. And we didn't Which, even know there was anybody doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what was yeah. that? <laughs> said, nothing. <laughs> I, I didn't say, did I say something? Um, yeah, and so, uh, but lo and behold, the next day, Nick, Nick actually, I, I think I gave him my address, and he showed up the next day and picked up, uh, no, because you didn't have a tape, because you had to come to my house and get one. Oh, wow, uh-huh. And so he came yeah. to my house and he got one and then he called like really soon and said, dude, I'm totally into it. Yeah, and right. uh, and yeah. then that, that was the start of so much, of course, because when I found out about his voice. Yeah, right. That made a huge difference, of course. Well, it made a difference in what I could write for us. Yeah. You know, like I could write a, I could write a chorus of like Walking on the Wind and you could... You could take the low one, he could take the high one, and I could do the improv right. in the middle. Right. And uh, so, yeah, that was huge for the whole thing. Of course, and of course, his drumming is unreal. Yeah, yeah. He's good. He was good back then. I mean, he was really good back then. Yeah. And he yeah. was just, he was playing a lounge in Downey or something. Oh yeah, well of course. Yeah, he used to play the the Jolly Roger down by Disneyland. Yeah, that <laughs> oh, was so that was a bad gig, man. Dang gigs, yeah, yeah. Oh, what, what about bad gigs? We could do a whole podcast about bad gigs. Oh yeah, they should start the Bad Gigs podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that'll be very popular. <laughs>
<laughs> How long have we been going? What, what, let's see. Is there a timer? It's almost 45 minutes. Oh, okay. Well, we got time. Yeah. I just, About 45 minutes. I get so lost in it all. But, yeah. um, well, okay, just while we're, while we're talking about it, before we go on with Spock's, what's your weirdest gig you ever did? Oh, me? Yeah. Well, I mean, it probably did it with you, but, um, well, I mean, you know, there's stuff like Chef Angelo's. <laughs> or, uh, That's a part, an Italian restaurant we played in the parking lot in front of Or there's that wedding that we played that turned into a riot. That was classic. That was like my first paying gig, I think. I, yeah, I, I think I was like 10. I mean, yeah, I was yeah. really young. That that one, yeah. We learned a whole night of music just for that we wedding. A bunch of, yeah, we learned this the sleepwalk by Santo and Johnny for that gig. <laughs> Dude, I I just remember when we get married. When we get married, that's when we riot broke out. <laughs> but yeah, we were playing that when like the cops broke in or something and started. You guys were like started hitting each other with chairs. Yeah, and billy clubs. <laughs> it was kind of insane. I remember one young kid running up on a table and the table collapsing and the cops grabbing him and hitting him with billy clubs. Man, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm kind of like, I've I've had this so many times in my life. The should we stop? <laughs> <laughs> Like, we're still getting paid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because sometimes you don't know if you should stop because it'll like draw more attention to it or something. Maybe like, should we just right. keep playing or make things worse? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we keep playing, it'll just like still. Maybe bad. it'll just sort of go away. Maybe the cops will change their mind. <laughs> yeah. The way I remembered it though is we're up there playing when we get married, which is like this is totally sweet. When we get married, we'll have a big celebration. And then we're like halfway through that, and the beer bottle goes flying across the room. And we're like, what? And all of a sudden, <laughs> all hell just breaks loose. <laughs> we're standing there going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What a life. Yeah, it was what wild. What a life, man. Yeah. We've been through some wild stuff, dude. That was pretty pretty weird. That was pretty what weird. about when we, we played at a frat party? This would have been our early 20s. We were playing. Oh, yeah. I made okay, a living uh, for a while there. I was solely making a living off playing frat and sorority parties in Los Angeles. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was pretty fun. It was, yeah, it seemed pretty cool at the time, I guess. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 right, right. And they'd all do their 80s dancing and stuff. And right. we actually they played were... Flock of Seagulls, dude. Remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and Tainted Love and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. And they'd all just, man, they'd all just get out and dance. and Billy Idol, you know, we'd play some Billy Idol stuff. Whatever. Nights with Yule. It was the, the era of Yule. The old, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We used to play, played some, and we played that one where they had an elephant and everything. Remember that? We were all worried about our gear. That gets my vote for weirdest <laughs> for weirdest gig. That's the one that comes to my mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So these they, these guys, these frat guys, would have these different themes for their parties, and this theme. It was at USC. It was it was yeah. USC. And this frat yeah. house, these guys decided they were going to, they were inviting a sorority over for a party, and it was a circus theme. And so they brought in a giant elephant. I mean, it was giant. <laughs> like right in front of all of our gear. And it's just roaming around. <laughs> it's like, is it going to plow yeah. into us and knock us all over? Like, what's about, you know, we're like holding on to the PA speakers. It's like, I'll never forget the elephant's snout going underneath my keyboards, you know, like right next to my damper pillows. It's like big, giant snout. <laughs> I mean, do you remember the song they sang? No. Richard does. Our other brother, Richard, he remembers everything. It was That's something like weird. they sang a song to the girls. I think we had to learn this little. Dun, 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 dun. Welcome to the big top, Twitch, Twitch. They said, and dun, 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 we're ready to roll at the big top, Twitch, Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> you can't write this stuff, man. That's insane. Yeah, I don't even know what's going on there. <laughs> what about when we we played the Hollywood Palladium for that? Uh, that um it was like a prom or something we played the podium yeah and we that was remember when we came out 
Wasn't it the Palladium when we came out and was like, hey, did you move the truck? No, I didn't move the truck. Where's the truck? Somebody stole our truck. <laughs> Do you remember that? We had to take a bunch of trips in that little red Toyota all the way from Hollywood to the Valley till we got all our gear home. Oh, my God. Forgot that one. Remember Remember that time we were like we were heading for the gig and I drove the camper under a overhang that was too low. Yeah. (laughs) That got the truck stuck under the overhang. Yeah. We had to let the air out of the tires to get the the car out of it. And get to the gig. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, of course, and there's all the mi- millions of spinal tap moments where you're oh, millions. trying to find the stage. And <laughs> I did a gig one time. You weren't on this gig, but I did a gig. I did like a country gig in a VFW hall at, in Newhall one time. Oh, yeah. Come on. And, and uh, I just, you know, got this gig with this guy somehow. And <laughs> I figured, you know, it's all a bunch of, you know, one, four, five, straight up, you know, boring. You know, I don't have to actually learn this song. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, I'll just, I'll just noodle around the I'll edges, right? It, you know, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. It matters. <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, you know, because, you know, you don't know when to stop. And, and, you know, you don't know any of the cues. And you're just kind of like. <laughs> right. So they're stopping and you're, ding, you're that guy. Yeah, I'm the guy that's still going. <laughs> exactly. Oh I, I, oh, I couldn't even tell you how many times I was that guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. oh, God. I became so desperate in the 90s for gigs that I signed up with an agency that would book you on, on like real casuals, like with big bands like at the Bonaventure and stuff. So I'd have to, I'd have to, they put like satin doll and and all that heavy jazz. They put the chart in front of me with all the circles and triangles. And I didn't know what any of that stuff was, (laughs) you know, like, and I didn't have a tux, you know, so I I borrowed somebody, I borrowed like Dean bros pants or something. (laughs) I couldn't button them up. So I'm trying to like cover up that I can't, I can't, like actually pull my pants up <laughs> and i'm like yeah okay satin doll and they just hold up a hand for how like what key it's in like for how many flats or something oh man you know what i mean mm. it was like like the yeah. real deal like stuff yeah. oh, well, I, just, I, ate yeah. it. I ate it so hard i mean it's amazing yeah, it's so embarrassing it's amazing i got through some of that stuff actually without just yeah. like somebody like chasing me out you know, <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> anyway, back to Spock's beard. Something people oh, yeah. I, might want to actually hear about. Actually, want to hear about. Yeah. So Al was the the guy, who, the driving force in the beginning, and um, so yeah, the first yeah. Well, we got together and did the first record uh, at Skipper Wise's studio. We borrowed ADATs. I borrowed an ADAT from my friend Greg Westall, who worked for Alesis, because I couldn't uh, afford to buy an ADAT at that time. Yeah, that yeah. was the stuff, yeah. Those and we uh, we did the entire album. You funded it. Do you remember that? Probably, yeah, I guess. Because he had an actual job at that time. 50 bucks or something. No, it wasn't much. Yeah. But I think we made the whole record for like three grand. Probably. We went into Skipper's uh, for, I don't know, a day. I think I think Nick did the drums on the whole record in a day. Yeah, really? And then we mixed the whole thing. I remember this. We mixed the whole thing in three seven-hour days. <laughs> 21 hours. And it sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds pretty good, considering. Yeah. I didn't yeah. listen to it for a long time because I was so... we Everybody had hands on their own faders. There was no automation. So you had to just run the whole song. And just do it all, yeah. And just do it all. And, you know, some guys had their hands on their own faders that I thought perhaps shouldn't have and turned, <laughs> their, and turned their parts up a little too much. And we ran out of time. And that was it. That was it, yeah. And I was, I was, we, I thought we'd remix it. I thought it was horrible. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, it, it's weird. It's, it's, and it's rough and, and it's, it's wrong, but you know, there's something cool about it. Well, 
it was Kevin Gilbert that talked me into that we should just leave it as it was. Because uh, yeah, because yeah, he mastered that. I don't know if you remember. I don't that. remember him being involved that early. He was. He was. He was involved with Nick. Then Nick was working with him, and he mastered yeah. that record. I'm pretty sure. Or maybe uh, maybe, maybe maybe it was the next one. But he he I asked him about it, and he said, actually, it's the mix and the way things really jump out at you. I really like the way that record sounds. I think yeah, you should because yeah. I was thinking of having him remix it or something. You know, we used, to, remember, we used to just like plug straight into the ADAT inputs and stuff like that, which you're totally not supposed to do. You're right. Yeah. I, I talked yeah, to, no, my, I talked to Rich Mauser. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I talked to Rich recently about that. Like all the horrifying things that we used to do with our rate, with my radio shack cables. Right. I would, yeah. I would take like eight tracks from the ADATs, plug them into my Porta studio mixer and take them out into one channel. That's how I bounce stuff down right, for nice. the first record. Quality. Yeah. Well, high quality, yeah. <laughs> but it's got a charm. It does. Yeah. Well, we made some insane... Remember, we used to make those Porta Studio demos that were insane. Yeah. I mean, and uh, and the drum drops and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That was great. Well, <laughs> An LP record with just a drummer playing, and you just kind of like fly that into your session and play on the and next bit. Speed it up and slow slow down, and yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the stuff that you did on that record on the light is is really, it's really killer, dude. I mean, you yeah, should listen right. to it again sometime. Like, yeah, I haven't listened to that the, in a long time. The noises that you're making going into that stuff, I don't know how you do that. With some pretty wacky noises, like yeah. that. That, or like you're 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 drawing up the the whammy bar while you're. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I don't either. It's great though. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was thinking what I'd I'd like to play. Um, I haven't played in a long time. Would be to actually play the "Reach for the Sky." You know that guitar solo in there. Yeah. Ah, man, that's like one of my favorite things I ever played. Yeah, yeah, that's and great. It was just like one of those first take, sit down and just go for it things. And it just came out so insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how I remember it anyway. I think it was. Yeah, think that one was. Just plug in and go. And I don't even what keys it in. Who cares? Just go. It'll be yeah. Fun. Al's the kind of guy, <laughs> Al's the kind of guitar player that doesn't really like to know what this, what keys the song's in. It might yeah. it might rein in his creativity. Yeah, I hate having to know like what time signature I'm in or anything. <laughs> no, really, you just, just roll tape, man. Just let, just I'll just I'll do something. Yeah. yeah, it'll be cool. you'll yeah. like it. It'll be Go. cool. Yeah, <laughs> always put it in record. That's for sure, because you never know, right? Right. Well, there was a there was that there's a there's a thing on one of this box records where we unplug. There's a we unplug this pedal and it makes this cool sound. And it was one of those things where we did it by accident and went, Oh, that's cool. And then spend like hours trying to recreate it because we didn't record it when we first did it. Right. I don't remember what song that was on. Well, that's the thing about this gear. Uh the analog gear, you know, it responds differently every time. It's you know, the, the It's unpredictable. That's part of the fun. That's yeah. part of the fun. That's the cool thing about it. You know, like yeah. the, like the real Hammond is so much cooler than the samples, even the best samples. Really? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, because it's just it's and it's also the thing reacting in the Leslie. You know, it's yeah. like the whole thing about being. You know, like you can put reverb. You know how cool it is, like Rio's uh, reverb stuff that he does, like at the beginning of Day for Night. Oh yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. With the draw bars and stuff. Yeah. If you try to do the, put the reverb on after the fact, it's not the same. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is definitely true. Yeah, so because like I tried, ambience. I've tried. <laughs> yeah, it's just like real ambience, you know, like having an actual room is different than any digital thing you can make, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what's a trip? I was going to tell you. Yeah, oh, there's go on. Two things I wanted to talk about. Good. One of which is the background vocals and pushing too hard. 
You know, <laughs> pushing too hard. You're pushing on me. Pushing too hard on me. Too hard. They sit around waiting the whole song just to too hard. <laughs> In case you miss that, that it's too hard for this guy. <laughs> right. Well, we need to have another one. Can we do another one and just talk about like silly things in songwriting and oh stuff. yeah sure yeah. so, so i'm talking bit. to al just the other day and we're talking about on the phone we're talking about somebody and and he said something about well i guess they're just hot-blooded and he stops and goes check it and see <laughs> <laughs> it's like do you remember and most of you hopefully will remember the song hot-blooded by foreigner where the the lyric is girl i'm hot-blooded Check it and see, right? And Al right, says, right. "What is there like a hot-blooded sort of like dipstick that you can <laughs> <laughs> measure the the heat of your blood?" Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we can we can have a whole thing. Oh uh, yeah, on just there's that. a bunch of those. Yeah, there's a lot of that under funny, the boardwalk. Funny stuff. boardwalk. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Morris, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for doing Thanks. this. Sure. Anytime, we'll, yeah. Well, thanks, yeah. dude. All right. Well, I'm off to uh, yeah to Death to Valley. To Death Valley. Well, be careful out there. I'm snowed yeah. in still, man. It's snowing right now. Well. Peace, peace out, homie. You, Love you, man. All right. Thanks. Have, be careful out there. Oh, there it is again. And in closing, let me say. <laughs> <laughs> Cash Dungeon, ladies and gentlemen. All right. See you. See you, man. Cheers. Bye.